I've been pondering the resurrection, and one of the things that I concluded from the Scriptures is that it was really confusing and really confounding to anybody who went to the tomb and saw that Jesus wasn't there, and also to people who started to encounter him at least the first time or two. And it was something that rocked people's worlds in a way that had never, ever happened before. You know, they didn't expect Jesus to, to rise from the dead. I think that after he was crucified, they thought that that was it. And maybe they better find something else to do. But he rocked their world. I remember Mary Magdalene will have this in the gospel tomorrow or so, where she went to the tomb, she discovered he wasn't there, and she told the disciples they came back with her, but she stayed there, and she started weeping. And then she encountered Jesus, and he, she thought he was the gardener where the tomb was. And th there is some, something humorous about that, too. It's like, hi, gardener, would you tell me where you put the body, and then I'll go take care of Jesus' body for a proper burial. But in her sadness, in her sadness, in this case, Jesus revealed himself to her by saying her name. Instantly, she recognized him. And I started thinking more about that example. And I know that I shared this with our RCIA group as they were preparing for baptism or being received in the church. But I believe that I had an experience of the risen Lord and it's nothing like what Mary Magdalene had or, or, or Peter or the others. But I want, you to tell, I want you to know, rather, that it was in a period of time of sadness, deep sadness in my life, that I encountered him. And I didn't see him face to face at all, so I'm not going to try to give you that impression. But what happened is we had just had my dad's funeral, so there's where the deep sadness was. And I was with a community of my Loris friends. And they, we were college classmates and, and, and other friends. And they were very supportive of me. And I was very thankful for it. And during that time that I was with them, in the with that community, and after the funeral, I had a real impression. That's how I best could describe it. A real impression on my heart and in my mind that Jesus had risen from the dead and all of this was not nonsense. It was absolutely real. And it was so powerful. It didn't knock me over or anything like that. It was so powerful that it set the course of my life in terms of how I believe in Jesus. And it just was a gift. And before then, I had been relating to Jesus since my senior year as kind of like, he's my buddy, he's my friend, he wants to be my friend. That's okay, that's okay. But I never saw him really as Lord, as Lord, because he conquered sin and death and rose from the dead. Now, I want to tell that story t 
tonight because each and every one of us can and do encounter the risen Lord. Now, I'm not going to turn this into a self-help commercial right now, okay, so don't worry about that. Each of us can and do encounter the risen Lord. Because I can hear you thinking right now, well, that happened to him, that's never happened to me. Don't worry about that. It happens in various and different ways. Remember how Jesus appeared to people in the Gospels? It was during breakfast. It was while they were fishing. It was at the garden when Mary was weeping. It was on the road. Various ways, various ways. But the risen Lord is here. He is in our midst. And He comes to us. He's searching for us even if we don't know he's, that He's searching for us. But He's doing that. And He comes to us in our own experiences. Sometimes we realize it, sometimes we won't. Okay, we're human beings. And sometimes we will have maybe those one or two significant experiences of God in our lives where everything changes us. It changes you like it changed me. But he's here in our midst. And he's revealing himself. He's showing himself to you and to me through the various ways that he chooses. Everyone encounters the risen Lord. Now, I want to say that we have some people here tonight who are going to be baptized. We're going to be received into the church. And in one way, shape, or form, may I for a moment interpret your experiences for you? That's kind of dangerous, but if you allow me, just this one time. Tonight, you're here not by accident. You're not being forced to be here. You choose to be here because you have encountered Jesus. In one way, shape, or form, you have encountered Jesus. And when you do, it's an encounter of the risen Lord. That's why you're here tonight. Because you have seen, in one way, shape, or form, you have seen Jesus in your lives. And that changes things, doesn't it? Tonight, those to be baptized, your lives aren't going to be the same. Original sin forgiven, immersed in the death of Jesus, and you'll rise out of the water with him in his resurrection. Game changer. It's different from now on. And others, you've already been baptized, but you're going to be received into the church, and you're going to celebrate Pentecost tonight, even though it's 50 days away. Pentecost is coming when we confirm you, as well as the newly baptized. Man, is the risen Lord here, and he's with you to raise you up in him. Told you we're going to see the risen Lord, right? Might not be here I am in person like you see me, but he's here tonight, and he's appearing in our midst. Now, I know in, in, in the world today, I know we get distracted by things, our experiences, what's going on in the world, all of that. And I know that happens. And, and sometimes our eyes close 
to God because we're wondering, where are you in all of this? Or where are you in, in my own personal life? I might be too busy or I have too many problems or whatever it might be. You, we, we can wonder that. We can wonder. And there are times that, that the people are going to try to deny the resurrection or prove it never happened in the first place. But guess what? In 2,000 years, that's never happened. Nobody can disprove that Jesus rose from the dead. Where are his bones? Where are the fossilized remains of Jesus? They're not here because he rose from the dead gloriously in his body. And there will be people maybe even who will ridicule you because you believe in the risen Lord. You know, that old thing that religion is, is just the opiate for the people. You know, it's, it's your drug. Or it's for weak-minded individuals or for those who are, are needy and, and have other things going on in their lives that say, oh, I just, I just need some kind of comfort. People will try to have you deny Jesus on a consistent basis in our society today. But guess what? He's risen. He's risen as he said. And you know, in a way, in a way, the fact that Jesus was put to death on the cross, which was the worst instrument of torture that the Romans could ever come up with, the fact that he was put to death on the cross, and that the Romans used the cross to intimidate, to scare, and to control people, that's how they did it. And the fact that he died and rose from the dead scared the Romans, scared anybody who used their power, their prestige, who wanted pleasure or possessions more than anything else in this world. It scares them half to death. And the reason why is because you and I, being followers of the risen Lord, they can't control you. They can't tell you who and what you're going to be, whoever that they are. You, and soon some others, are sons and daughters of God. That's who you are. And because you are sons and daughters of God, you are liberated from this world. Yep, we're going to live in it. Yep, we're going to make an influence and have a positive effect in the world. You bet. Yes, we're going to experience hardships in this world, and sometimes people are going to really try to make it hard for you. Maybe these days because you believe in Jesus. But they don't win. They can give us a hard time on the way, but they don't win. They can't liberate you from death, but Jesus does. They can't welcome you into eternity, eternal life. They can't give that to you, but Jesus does. Your sons and daughters of God live and claim who you are. No one can take that away from you because the Father has claimed you in Christ.
Bottom line. End of the story. And you, as you follow him, and as you believe in Jesus, because he died and rose, you look forward to the glory of eternal life and can even see the glory of God now in your lives. You'll see it just a moment at the baptismal front. You'll see it in a little while at the Eucharistic table. You already saw it and heard it in the Word of God. The glory of God is here with us now. And you can see the glory right here because you are believers gathered in the name of Jesus to proclaim his death and resurrection. That's the glory of God. Right here, right now, in our midst. Okay, sometimes we can't see that, or sometimes you don't realize it. I'm here. That's why I'm here, is to share that with you and to call you to it. Jesus has risen. Indeed, he has risen. Let us rejoice and be glad and claim what he has won for us.